Welcome to Pet Professionals Unleashed at Work and Home. I'm Colleen Pilar. You're about to discover what it means to give yourself the same level of care and compassion that you give animals every day. This show explores the stories of pet professionals just like you, who are making the lives of animals and people better while taking care of their own physical, mental, and emotional needs. So if you want more joy in your life, then hang with me, because this podcast provides the skills, tools, and support that you need to feel your best at work and at home. Imposter syndrome is one of my particular interests, probably because I spent years wrestling with it. Today we're going to talk about seven reasons why you may feel like an imposter. But first, let's talk about the benefits of resolving your imposter feelings. When you can see yourself more accurately and clearly, you will free up so much mental space. You're going to be able to find and believe evidence that you're not an imposter. You're going to see areas where you're competent and capable, where you're able to handle situations. You're going to develop greater self-compassion, which in my opinion is the keystone element. Learning to see yourself more clearly, to recognize the extraordinary gifts you put in to live in accordance with the rules as you perceive them, and giving yourself permission and support to make the changes that better support you. You're going to believe that it's okay for you to make mistakes I know, shocking, I've never believed it was okay to make a mistake. But (laughs) when you deal with your imposter feelings, you're going to extend yourself the same grace that you give others. And you'll recognize that mistakes are evidence that you're trying. And mistakes are also a great source of learning for what to try next time. You'll experience more joy when you release the self-doubt, the overwork, the procrastination. And you'll start to see what you're really capable of. This is your chance to learn about yourself, your strengths, your passion, your impact. There's a great book called Secret Thoughts of Successful Women. In it, Valerie Jones lists seven perfectly good reasons why you may feel like an imposter. Reason number one, you were raised by humans. We don't actually get a user's manual for how to do this all right. So you were probably affected by all of the family myths and labels. You might have been called the funny one, the athletic one, the sensitive one, the responsible one, or even, I hope not, the bad one. Reason number two, you're a student. You're here to learn. You're supposed to make mistakes. But when your learning is being graded and assessed regularly, it's easy to focus much more on the deficits than all that you are doing right. Reason number three, you work alone. Working alone puts you at much greater risk for isolation. If you don't have someone to bounce ideas off of, it makes it really easy for you to second guess yourself. And there's no one there to pat you on the back or point out your blind spots. You can become more discouraged and you can find yourself sort of stuck in the self-doubt of of being sure that everyone else has a clear answer and that you're the only one trying to wade your way through all of this. Reason number four, 
You work in an organizational culture that feeds self-doubt. Now, veterinary clinics, there's so much behavior there that can be measured and assessed against standards that it can leave you feeling like there's not much wiggle room to be human, to have a bad day, to make a mistake, or to even just maybe not feel as good as the other person working with you on that shift. It can be a little bit uh, demoralizing when you feel like the culture itself works toward your self-doubt. Number five, you work in a creative field. Your work is public and people weigh in with opinions about how well or poorly you, how well or poorly they believe you did. Not necessarily how well or poorly you did, but how well or poorly they believe you did. The standards are often completely subjective. One of my favorite quotes is a Leonardo da Vinci quote where he said, I have offended God and mankind because my work didn't reach the quality it should have. Leonardo da Vinci suffered from imposter feelings. And I think we can probably all agree he was a good enough artist, don't you think? Well, for me, I think all the behavior work falls into this category too, the creative field category. There are so many different ways to resolve troubling behavior, various training techniques, management strategies, even reframing the way the client perceives the behavior. So odds are really good that your solution will be different than another pet pros. It doesn't make one right and the other wrong, but it sure can feel that way sometimes. Reason number six, you are a minority in some way in your field. If imposter syndrome were simply a matter of self-confidence or your upbringing, you'd feel like a fraud in all aspects of your life, but you don't. The places where women are most apt to feel incompetent or insecure are in the areas of power and authority. So sometimes you just need to give yourself a break and recognize that you're outside your cultural comfort zone. And the seventh reason is when you represent your entire social group. You're the only. There's a pressure to carry the competence torch for one's entire gender or race or sexual orientation or any other category. When you are the only, it can feel like your performance will affect whether or not someone else who matches your characteristics is given a chance in the future. So that can definitely undermine your confidence. So these are the seven perfectly good reasons why you might feel like a fraud, according to the book, Secret Thoughts of Successful Women. Being able to zoom out and see that many people experience these same kinds of self-doubts can really help you see your own imposter feelings in a less personal light. You'll be able to see that in certain situations, you'd like to have more confidence, but that doesn't mean that you don't have all the skills you need already. And yes, I know that quieting your negative self-talk is easier said than done. But having a framework that helps you understand the imposter thoughts and question their validity is really even more helpful is having someone to talk to about the thoughts that crop up and how they're affecting your behavior. 
the overwhelm that threatens to pull you under, the procrastination that doesn't provide any rest because that little voice in the back of your head keeps saying, hurry up, you got to get that done. You don't need shame or blame. You've got plenty of that. Instead, you need a path to move through those feelings and come out the other side. The success path that I use in my work has four stages. The first stage is make a decision. This is the most powerful stage. This is where you decide that you are going to make some changes. You're going to learn to show up in support of yourself. By making that decision, you've already made a fundamental, incredibly powerful shift. You have stopped accepting that negative voice in your head as the truth. And that is something to be celebrated. Next, you'll build your foundation. This stage requires some openness and experimentation to find the tools and strategies that will work best for you. You're going to be trying things out. Having some support at this stage is so helpful because other people can offer you ideas that you never would have come up with on your own. And then you try them out and tweak them to fit. Once you have a strong foundation, you're on to stage three. Trust the process. This work takes time. After having made a decision to change and created a strong foundation of practices that will support you, you're going to notice a steady stream of small aha moments. Times when you see things a bit differently than before. When you notice options you hadn't considered. You see the value of treating yourself well. Bit by bit, these insights layer on top of one another until your perspective on yourself has shifted to a stronger and more empowering view. And then you're ready for the fourth stage. Make it your own. Here's where you unleash the new you on the world. You show up in support of yourself not selfishly or egotistically, but with an honest sincerity that you are enough just as you are. There are gifts that only you can give the world, but we can't receive them when you're weighed down by imposter feelings. You are not an imposter. You're talented, insightful, and kind. You're good at what you do, And you deserve to know it, to truly know it, deep in your bones, know it. So if you'd like help shifting your imposter feelings and learning to give yourself the same level of care and compassion that you give others, I would love to have you join one of my Positive Changes cohorts, where you'll be in a small group with other pet pros who are also learning to own their gifts and live the lives they're meant to lead. Come join us. Thank you so much for checking out the Pet Professionals Unleashed at Work and Home podcast. If you haven't already done so, please make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any new episodes. And also, it would mean the world to me if you would take a quick moment to leave a rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or your favorite podcast player. It really helps get the word out about the podcast and, of course, my featured guests. 
And if you'd like to immerse yourself in more helpful goodness for pet professionals, come join my free Facebook group, Resilient and Thriving Pet Pros. You can find that at thrivingpetpros.com. Thanks so much. See you next time.